This is We Are Jet. We tell stories of people who've had to drastically adjust their mindset, team culture, and ways of working, all to match the pace of a rapidly growing organization. My name is Ed Palmer. In each episode, I speak with a different leader from JustEatTakeaway.com, one of the largest food delivery and tech companies on this planet. Today, we'll hear the story of the Managing Director Germany and Country Manager Austria, Katharina Halker. I have a personal credo, which I think also fits quite well. What you wish to kindle in others must burn within yourself. And I'm on fire. Hello and welcome, Katharina. Let's give the audience some context. Tell us where you're recording from, as because in 2022, it could be anywhere when it comes to podcasts. I'm sitting here in a hotel room in Munich because yesterday afternoon and night I met partners here in Munich and usually I'm located in Berlin, also mainly in my home office for the last two years. So I'm based in Berlin, but today I'm um, talking with you out of a hotel room in Munich. Like a, a digital nomad, they call uh, the people like you these days, working from anywhere. Right, so uh, Katerina, please introduce yourself and tell us where you fit within your team uh, and, and the business as a whole. I'm Katerina. I was born in Vienna 46 years ago. I studied international business administration in Vienna and started working in a staffing company um, after my studies about 20 years ago. And I moved to Berlin in 2009 for love. But since then, I'm working in the digital industry in Berlin. And in 2016, I started at Chet as head of sales marketplace in Germany. And since 2020, um, yeah, together with Corona, I'm the managing director for Germany and country manager for Austria for Chet's brand Lieferando in those two markets. Fantastic. Now, moving for love is exactly the right reasons we should all move. That's good to hear. You've just described your role, head of sales marketplace in Germany and managing director for Germany and country manager for Austria. Yes. That sounds very complicated. What does that all mean? I love it. And sometimes I also love complication because because life begins where your comfort zone ends, Ed. So nice. to grow. I'm responsible for one of the biggest chat markets, which is Germany, where I live, and my smaller but beautiful um, home market, Austria. And of course, I'm not doing that all by myself. There are more than 1,500 people behind me, virtually, working with me in those two markets for Liverando. Fantastic. I love that um, comment that life begins where your comfort zone ends. That is so true. When we, when we begin to challenge ourselves, that's when um, life becomes more exciting and vibrant. So... All of us add value to the company that we work for. That's why we're there. Why do you fit with Jet? And what's the value that you add to the company? Since 20 years now, I'm bringing people together. And this is my passion. And creating connections between teams, local and global departments, but also our restaurant partners and our um, hungry customers. So I think creating connection and building teams, this is not only my greatest passion, but this is also why I think I add value to chat because this is my greatest strength. And I have a personal credo, which I think also fits quite well, what you wish 
to kindle in others must burn within yourself. And I'm on fire. Okay, so you're deeply passionate about building teams um, and creating connections. Has that always been the case? Have you always had a sense that you you are able to bring people together? Yes. Uh, Fun fact about me, one of the fun facts, um, before I started, um, I studied and started to work, um, from 16 on to maybe 29 or 13 years, I was a fitness trainer, dance choreographer. So I always loved to motivate people, to um, inspire them, yeah, not only to grow and get out, get out of the comfort zone, but also to, to exercise and have fun together. This is what I learned from my parents also in my family. It's, yeah, enjoy life, love and being together. Are there any lessons from the world of dance, from the world of fitness that you've, that you've brought into JET? A lesson from dancing? Well, first, you can dance alone, but it's not that much fun. Uh, and dancing together, and especially I taught kids also from eight years on. You have kids. Hmm? Yes, yeah. And it's a lot of fun. If in the past I had 150 kids from eight up to also adult um, age behind me or with me on the stages and we danced in front of their parents. They had so much fun. I had so much fun. Fantastic. And another fun fact, Ed, I also wore orange T-shirts back then because orange was my color already when I was 16 with my own company. So you were you were preempting your move to jet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. I just want to have a quick shout out to everybody who can't dance like me because there's lots of us as well. Let's before we move on, we're talking about jet. Let's check the receipts on your jet app, i.e., what is your favorite takeaway? My favorite takeaway is a colorful vegan pokeball because I started to eat vegan, um, yeah, yeah, for one year now. Last year in January, we, we, we supported the veganuary campaign. Since that time, I'm eating vegan a lot. I did that for one month in a row. I was very strict. Discipline is also yeah, something um, which I think is uh, a way to success. And I really enjoyed it. We have so many um, vegan restaurants around our office. I usually order when I'm in the office. There is an amazing variety of uh, restaurants, burger, vegan, fancy, also the cafes. And I really enjoyed that. So vegan, pokeball, maybe also a vegan burger. There's everything. When you started, so January, veganuary, they call it, don't they? Last year, 2021, did you intend to make a permanent change? Yes, Maybe not a permanent change, but I was inspired by my sisters, my younger sisters. I have three younger siblings who were vegan already. And since a couple of years, I actually think of um, my personal carbon footprint more yeah. and more. So sustainability is is important for you guys, for you personally, Katerina, but also uh, for Jet as an organization. Yes, it is. So for me personally to see what small steps I can um, make, but also for chat, sustainability is of great importance because we have a responsibility as a business. Supporting veganuary is one thing, but also recyclable and other reusable packaging options besides the single-use plastic 
is another, and it's also a huge topic for the delivery business and our restaurant partners in general. And in our 25 countries, we are working across all countries to learn from each other, to get the best practices for a solution, and we test several options. Okay, okay. Let's let's move briefly then from sustainability to another topic, um, diversity and inclusion. Mm, I love it. This month, at, at least when we're recording, uh, is International Women's Month. It, it was International Women's Day yesterday. Is International Women's Month... Uh, and its position within diversity and inclusion. Is that important to you personally? Yes, it's very important for me personally. I'm super proud, Ed, that I am a female leader of more than 1,500 people in a fast-paced, hyper-growth business, and it's supernatural. And even more, I'm super proud that out of this or in this 1,000 400, 500 people. We have 70 nations, every ages. And this makes me proud. And I will speak out loud, like in this podcast now also, to invite all people out there to have a look inside our diverse and inclusive world. So I wonder whether, because um, Jet is a very modern company that has experienced this extraordinary hyper-growth, whether... Diversity and inclusion is more of a focus, perhaps, uh, than it might be for a more traditional company. It should be in any company. So um, it might come with the topic of digitalization. Of course, you might think that younger people are more inclined in the things we do in the programming, in all the new yeah, stuff we have and offer or developing this app. But I can only recommend every company to be diverse and inclusive or to get more um, opinions in a decision. So I think there's one failure in um, being a leader before you make decisions that you don't get enough opinions and perspectives from all your team members, or a lot of them, into your decision-making process. Thank you very much. You answered that question far more eloquently um, and sensibly than I asked it, so I appreciate that. Okay, so uh, next question then, back to Jet. How yep. was Jet different when you joined from how it is now? And secondary question, did you know right away that it was the right fit for you? To your second question, yes. Because it's my sixth year now, and I still love to work at Chet. Yes, when I had my first interviews, I could feel already the spirit, the openness, the, uh, trans the transparent communication. I saw it in the team, but also in the management, um, that they are very approachable and they, that everybody loves to work with each other. Uh, and approachable also means I had my... Um, interview, my first interview, or one of my first interviews also with Jörg, who founded Livrando and is our COO now. So really flat hierarchies and a really good communication. I was just going to ask, you spoke about um, the transparency 
and the importance of communication within the company. Are there are there systems in place whereby colleagues are able to access leadership teams um, in in a in a more simple way within within Jet? Well, it depends. Communication got more and more important now over the last two years because of our hybrid working or even only out of the um, home office status work from home remotely thing. Um, and of course, it came also with my new role as managing director in 2020. So I set up several ways of communicating with me and the management team also. And maybe I can give you some examples yeah. of also why I have this live stream microphone, my personal live stream microphone, because I'm hosting the team all for all our German and Austrian team members every second Monday, which I really love to have um, them informed about everything going on. But I also, I call it Orangify, all the new joiners <laughs> every first day of the month. And I'm wearing my orange hoodie that I really love. So with a warm welcome and get to know our business from the managing director for everybody who's starting. But I'm also meeting with um, the leadership team on a regular basis. Every Friday I have one-on-ones with a lot of people. And I think um, it's super important that we have regular meetings that people know that they can check in. I, for example, also have a, an office hour. So people can, whoever, you could also book probably in my appointment page. It's a Google feature. I love that. Um, a consultation hour virtually or in person, wherever I am, um, if you want to talk to me or see me. So that's any anyone within the organization under under you can, can contact you to, to speak to you? Also my management colleagues or not only under me, yeah, yeah. everybody. But this is an open consultation hour. So you can book maybe 20 minutes or 40 minutes or 60 minutes yeah, if you want. If you have a topic, and I really love it, people don't come mainly to complain, in, you would think, right? Um, yeah. But people know that they can speak openly if something is bothering them. Check. So I'm really proud of that. And even more, people come to me when they have great ideas. Um, and sometimes I, I um, they ask me, mm, they thought about something, yeah, walking through the forest maybe, and had an idea what I think about it. And I think this culture um, is what I'm really uh, enjoying at Chet. Yeah, it's that, I mean, that's super important. I think having, anyone who works for a, a large organization needs to know that they, they're, they're being heard. That's fantastic. We are good listeners. A good manager is a better listener. Fantastic. I'm, I'm going to drag us back to the question um, that I was asking previously uh, now, if you, if you don't mind. And the question is, how was Jet different when you joined to how it is now? Obviously, it's a company that's experienced huge growth. So changes must have happened. In first place, of course, we are founded in 2000. So in first place, it's digitalization in general that has boosted our business over the last yeah, 22 years. Then over the last two years, when the pandemic started, we also had impact on our business. When Corona hit, we immediately moved the more than 1,000 people from office status to 
home office status. We have never been in home office before that, Ed. Imagine that. Yeah. So we have always been an office-based company. And from one day of the other, we arranged that. We had so many inquiries per day than usually in one month in that time, just because using our services as a restaurant partner was one of the last ways to make a living still. And then we moved last year to the new office building at the uh, riverside. Then now we are moving back. And since 2016 also, even if you look even further in the past, when I started, Chat was just not in 25 countries like we are now. My markets, Germany and Austrian business, was also quite smaller. But what I would say is that the spirit and what we just talked about, the culture was very similar. So it, it was already flat hierarchies. It was open and transparent. Um, everybody loves to collaborate with each other. Um, and everybody is approachable, very helpful. We lead, deliver care, and you can really feel that. And I love this team spirit. You've maintained the, the important culture and spirit through the organization. But how has the growth of Jet uh, affected the scope and the impact of your team's work? Well, very personally, when I started at five years ago, I started leading a sales team of around about 20 people. And in just one year, we were five times more only in wow. this um, sales team. And this growth went on and on and on constantly every year. And also just last year, we um, are we, we grew so much that we are seven times bigger now than last, than last year at the time. It's, this is really amazing. And this requires a lot of trust, a trusting foundation, good leadership, which means clear, structured, scalable processes, good and transparent communication about why we are doing something. But even more, like we said before, being a good listener, hear the voices, the silent voices are mostly the, the most important ones sometimes. Huh? If you get all the opinions of your team members. Of course, also, like I said in the beginning, it's a lot of discipline also okay. to get this, the work routines and be there for each other on a daily basis, not only once in a while. When it comes to work routines also, like I described my different ways of communicating, setting up structure in terms of open door policy now means a consultation hour yep. in a Google calendar. This uh, has changed, but it's still the same open culture. Fantastic. Um, you, you, you may have touched on this already and apologize if I'm asking you the question again. Can you give us some examples? Like my team all meeting every second Monday in front, virtually in front of the 1,400 people, the consultation hours that um, everybody can book in my calendar, but also the regular meetings with my management team on strategic topics that we discuss. We meet now also again in person, 
more and more, the safer it gets. But there are different different ways how a, a leader can be transparent and a good listener for the team. Fantastic. Now, uh, next question. And I think I know where you might go with this. Having having talked to you, I sense um, you, you have a personal interest in, in growth, etc. But Jet has changed. Are you, Katerina, the same person as you were when you started? On the one hand, I really, really hope I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm trying to become a better version of myself every day. And I love to learn I love to grow. I'm very self-reflecting and I'm curious. And when I look back now on my more than five years at Chet, I think I've done quite well so far. Um, I became managing director in 2020 and we had to readjust everything from one day to the other. I had um, to deal with the new situation, but also the team. It was a challenge for all of us, especially for me, of course, also, because I just became management director. I had to settle into this new role, grow into it. And I have many more times responsibility than I had five years yeah. ago. So I am not the same. On the other hand, I kept my personal core values. And this is what I'm really proud of. And I have always an eye on that. So being approachable, a good listener, inspiring and motivating, um, giving constructive feedback, love and embrace change in our fast-paced, hyper-growth world and lead safely through challenging times. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, right. Let's move on from that to talk more about the business. Now, it must have its difficulties, growth. It can't, it can't be easy. So what's been your favorite failure is there anything that you would absolutely not do again? This might be very philosophical, Ed, and I am sometimes philosophical and I love my um, different sayings, but I would do everything the same way I did it and I would do it again. And there's a reason behind that, because at this point, as a leader, there was a time and a reason for that, that decision. And maybe not every decision was the right one, but I swear it was always thought through with a lot of perspectives to make this decision. And done is often better than perfect, uh, especially in our fast-paced world. So I see two failures and the one I described beforehand that um, you don't get enough uh, opinions and perspectives um, diverse and inclusive ways of um, approaching a topic. So this is the first failure. And the second one in this hyper-growth business, which um, affects the team even more, is to not make a decision and to keep things uh, in line. Because sometimes it might be that a decision was not the right one, Okay, then we have to deal with that. And I think, especially in my opinion, this is what makes a really good leader to always stand up if a decision was wrong, to take the responsibility and maybe also say, say apologies 
Um, we see now with the knowledge we have that this might have been you know, the better um, option over there, but we will deal with this situation right now. So taking responsibility um, is what I think makes a good leader. Yeah, fantastic. I think that applies in so much um, of life nowadays is, is acknowledging that we made mistakes. We, it's harder for us to do, I mm. think, with social media. And I would also say not only in a business context, also in personal relationship, right? Sometimes yeah, be vulnerable and say sorry or apologies or just to be aware that, that mistakes can be done as long as they are not the intention to hurt somebody, then we should talk open and learn from each other. Fantastic. Now, while we're talking about personal relationships, let's talk about the times at JET when you forgot that you were in a working environment and spontaneously wanted to embrace your team. Um, what moments have you had that have made you most proud of them? Mm, I'm very often very proud. But um, in the last two years, unfortunately, we had to... I missed the real hugs because of this pandemic, of course. A virtual hug is not the same. But I always want to mentally hug my, I call it Team Orange, my one team. Every time they listen to each other, they work together, they learn from each other, and they think for each other. I love to see when everyone really works together to accomplish things together. This gives me really goosebumps and they know it also because they hear me say very often team means together everyone achieves more. So this would be a hug time. So we spoke about the level of growth that Jet has experienced. Now, at times, that constant change, which you have managed to embrace, must be exhausting. So how do you and your team recharge? Yes, this hypergrowth is exhausting and it's it's a marathon at top speed. And I'm totally aware of that. Sometimes, as we are so many people that really embrace that change, embrace that growth, we are energetic um, people that love um, this fast-paced world, sometimes we forget about that. And uh, this, so it's even more important to have an eye on that, to take care for each other, to listen, to ask also proactively. Are you okay? Are you fine? Or do you need help and support? And so as well physically as mentally, we have a lot of um, opportunities in our office, but also chat offers a lot of um, mental health um, programs also or just hotlines and yeah, open ears um, in my German Austrian market we have gaming nights, virtual gaming nights <laughs> mystery, mystery lunches to check in uh, and a lot of other things we have a culture club set up and they take care of us I would say in in, in with, res with regards to personal and mental health. Yeah. What, what about you personally? How do you, how do you recharge? I personally recharge in nature. If I'm not in Munich like right now, 
I'm in the north of Berlin, which is very green. So I love to walk through the forest, sometimes even during lunch time, if I have the um, opportunity. And I had also, or I have also, a lot of my meetings with my managers in the forest. Why not? You can have a virtual yeah. call or you can... Um, also with social distancing in the fresh air, have a three-hour meeting, just walking through the forest. I like that a lot. So this gives me energy. And yeah, you you learned that I was a dancer. I love that only in a healthy, bod a healthy body is also a healthy mind. So I love exercising still. I love dancing still. And especially... On our events with our team members, we have great events at Jet Ed. Fantastic. I love the fact that the future of a high-tech, high-growth organization is being thrashed out and discussed in the forests of Germany at any given time. You might be anywhere. So final question then, and this is maybe the most difficult one. Why do you go to work? I go to work because of the people. The energy they have. The one team spirit I feel with them and the energy I get out of the hurdles we overcome together, the successes we share together and the fun we have together. Fantastic, Katarina. Thank you very much. That was, um, that was inspirational. I, I would love to work for you. <laughs> you sound fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to We Are Jet. If you'd like to know more about working at Just Eat Takeaway, go to careers.justeattakeaway.com. Our career website can also be found in our show notes. In the next episode, we'll hear about how understanding the different speeds at which employees develop means entirely rethinking our approach to leadership. Because with great growth comes great responsibility. I mean, Spider-Man, anyone? My name is Ed Palmer. Talk to you soon.